Hello and welcome to the Fit 47 podcast. I am one of your coaches, Amelia. And I am your other coach, Chloe. Our goal of Fit 47 is to support you, educate you and empower you to live a healthier, happier lifestyle so you can become the best version of yourself. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with somebody else you think would enjoy it too. This will help us help more women just like you. welcome to today's check-in so we are reviewing week one of the program but obviously now we are going into week two um and we want to just say everybody seems to have had a really good week um maybe some people haven't been 100% perfect but you know we never asked for anyone to be 100% perfect and whatever didn't go right last week then you know you need to work on that this week um one of the main things as well that we want to just touch on is because we both had a few messages about this, didn't we? Yeah. Is about the scales not moving. So we've actually done a podcast that before we'd even done add these messages that is coming out on Wednesday, which is all about how to not let the scales affect your progress. But we were getting messages in like day three, day four, day five, and it's like, okay, it's not a long enough time to see change. A lot of people worry because the scales have actually gone up, creeped up a little bit. Now, if you've gone from really low calories to us increasing the calories that you eat, um, you are going to see the scales go up, but they won't stay up because you're still in the calories. Calorie deficit. Oh my God, I can't say it. Calorie deficit. <laughs> yes. Um, so they will start to come back down, but the increase in food or protein or even exercise, there's so many reasons why the scales can go up. Um, you've got to give it more time. And then if things aren't changing, then we can review it with you. Um, but just don't be worried or don't let it put you off that you're not seeing that like that instant move on the scales. And a lot of people are used to doing like fat loss challenges and things like that this time of year. So they're used to them scales just dropping by two, three pounds. But think back and that didn't last. So this may be a little bit slower, what you're doing, or maybe you're not seeing the results that you thought you would straight away, but the results will come. Believe us, promise us, we've worked with it, promise us. Believe us, <laughs> we promise you, we've worked with hundreds of women. We know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about. Quite a few of the messages I'd had were asking, should you lower your calories? No. Your calories are your calories. We want you to stick to the calories that we give to you. If we wanted you to be on lower, we'd put you on lower. Um, like I said, it's just not enough time. What you've got to remember is you are trying to achieve long-term weight loss. You are aiming to lose the weight you want to lose and then keep it off for good. It isn't how quick can you lose however many pounds, how, how quick can you lose this weight we are trying to educate you so that you understand how to get the weight off and keep it off long term and a few days is just too short of a period even a week even two weeks is too short of a period to see big changes but what you've got to remember is your actions and your behaviors around um food going out for meals how active you are in the day all that has led you to be in the position you're in now. And realistically, if you want to undo that for the long term, you're going to have to take a slow and steady approach to this because you're trying to undo all the bad behaviours that haven't 
saved your papers, haven't done done you too good, and you're trying to replace them with things that are going to save you and that are going to get you to a happy, healthy, comfortable body weight where you want to maintain that and trying to... It's probably because you are used to, if you've done quick fixes in the past, you're used to seeing it drop quickly. In that first week. In that first week. But this isn't one of those things. And we are telling you to trust the process. And I know people probably get sick of hearing that saying, yeah. trust the process. But trust us. We know it works. So just ride it out. Do Each day, look at your habits. What do you need to do? Get them done. And if in 30 days you've seen, it won't even happen. If you can do, if you do that for the month solid, you will be in an amazing position. But you've got to remember, if you come to us in 30 days, say, and say, nothing to change, my weight's gone up, then we will look at it and we can guarantee somewhere you haven't been doing what you were supposed to be doing, whether that's not tracking all your calories properly, not getting all your workouts in, not doing your steps, not eating enough protein, there will be something somewhere. Not just missing it a day here and there, actually not doing it for long enough a time for things to change because what we plan for you will work. It's it's proven to work. Like I said, we've worked with hundreds of, of women over the both what combined we've been I've been a coach for six years you've been a coach for three years so nine years experience between the two of us we know what we're talking about please trust us and there was something else I was going to say oh yeah if you were happy in your body the way that you look the way that you felt about yourself you felt confident you wouldn't have joined this program so just yeah trust the process and and I hate that myself I'll just trust the process because it feels like it's like it's just I don't know it just feels a bit but it is true you have got to just you've got to learn to be patient and we promise you will get results if you put the effort and the work in so it's down to you um okay so let's go into some wins um, Samantha Hayes win said she I managed to have a different mindset about having a night out on the Saturday after listening to the podcast and reading advice in the group rather than massively restricting myself like I would have previously beforehand I made small changes in the week and had more protein in the morning before I went I didn't eat shit when I got in because I felt protective of my choices in the day and feel so much less guilty today I just love this because this is such mm-hmm. a huge, huge, huge win. And even though it may not seem like as big of a win, we always say the best wins are the mindset ones because those yeah. are the ones that are going to help you keep making those better decisions, not just the weekend just gone, but for all the weekends. Yeah, I love where she said she was more protective of her choices. Yeah. And we've spoke about that before on a podcast, haven't we, where we've said, like, you know, about if you want to manage your weekends better, exercising in the morning, whether that's going to the gym or just going out for a big walk, because you will be more protective over the choices you make later on that day because of what you've done in the morning and how you've started your day. So I love that she said that. Um, oh, God, that sun is right in my eyes here. Anik, welcome back, Anik. So she had a little bit of time off over Christmas and she has said in the check-in that it's, uh, it's good to be back, but she's saying staying consistent over the weekend and even tracking my cinema treats even if they were a lot I included them so I actually seen that she went to the pictures because she put it up on a story um but I like this one because what a lot of people do is if they went to the pictures they wouldn't track what these had like you know because you might get popcorn or you might get chocolate or whatever 
but not just even going to the pictures a lot of the time over the weekend or maybe that little biscuit that they has all them things it's like because they don't want to see it they don't want to see the reality of it they don't track it so even if that took a knee over her calories and maybe it was a lot that she's had it's better to be aware of it than bury your head in the sand and then act as if it didn't happen because it did happen and you need to be aware of it so then you can move on from it and then you're more likely if say she'd gone over her calories by 500 or more just for an example she's gonna be more inclined to be better the next day but if you bury your head in the sand You'll act like it didn't happen and then that day could roll into the next day as well. And realistically, those type of foods are the foods that you need to have more than aware of, of an awareness of. Why can't we speak today? Like, for example... Can if, I just say, that's not today, that's any day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we always we do We just this. can't speak. Yeah, so things like, let's just say chocolate and crisps, for example, but you may track them in your app and go, oh my God, I didn't realise how many yeah. calories were in that. I don't enjoy that like half as much as as many calories are in there do you know what I'm gonna have this instead because I enjoy that more and it raises awareness to those type of things or you might buy the popcorn um scan the popcorn and and not mindlessly eat it because you know how much would be in it if you had the full thing you might just stop a half and be like I'm happy to have that so a lot of your tracking is about awareness and one thing to remember is just because you don't put it in your app doesn't mean it doesn't count it, it doesn't matter what goes in that half it's what goes in your body yeah that yeah. counts definitely can i just say as well who even likes popcorn like i, I love do popcorn do yeah only the sweet or sweet and salted but you know what my favorite is and richard doesn't like this um the butter um no not the butter the toffee, the toffee one. Oh yeah like i love toffee popcorn i don't know it's just it's just something i'd just rather have something else but can i just say by the way mm. the pictures robbed my idea because he did. I should be getting like and the things on the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that all the time, and I w- I went one day to never do the pictures, and they were doing it, and I was like fuming. I was like, no, you robbed my idea. You've seen me on your cameras doing that, and now you've started selling it, and I want like a share in the. It is a good idea. I've never done it to be fair. I've seen other people yeah. do it, mm. but again, I'd get chocolate, put it on top of the popcorn. Because really, I wanted the chocolate, and then I was just eating the popcorn for the sake of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather just get the chocolate. So, Lamia said, getting back into the swing of things after Christmas, done all my workouts and got out for walks, planned my meals and ate within my calories. Didn't hit my protein goal, but I still got an average of 112 a day. So, I will work on that next week. So, it won't mean them this week. So, yeah, definitely. It's... You can't always do everything at once, so there might be something that slips a little bit, and that's fine, but now she's aware of it and she can move on yeah, from that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jenny said, her biggest swim from this week was getting back into the gym and working on my nutrition. I went over my calories on Saturday, but I have not let that make me go into fuck-it mode. I've swallowed on this podcast, girl. <laughs> You're <are> awful. <laughs> I have been for a swim today and managed to do 40 lengths as well as plan my food for the rest of the day. I love this, Jenny. It sounds like a really good week. So that's exactly what I've just said, though. She knows that she went over the calories on Saturday because she tracked it, mm-hmm. which then probably made her make better decisions and she's gone for a swim and everything on the yeah. Sunday. Not that you should be doing that to undo what you've done the night before. That's not what we're saying. But being aware of it will make you make better decisions moving forward. Definitely. 
Louise said, actually getting back on track, push, pushing myself with heavier weights and not completely going off track over the weekend. I absolutely love this for you, Lou. You've been doing great the past couple of weeks. Yeah, well done, Lou. And then Sue has said, my biggest win this week would be after a challenging week. I've not spiraled too much when I could have easily said, fuck it. Everyone's swearing. I mean, it's all right for me because I swear like a trooper anyway. I'm terrible. <laughs> my mum keeps saying to me, you need to stop swearing in case Jace picks it up. Oh, but yeah. I don't know what it's it's funny, it's funny because kids use it in the right context as well. I know, know. Said, I know, I know. I don't that know. might be his first words. I say that all the time. He says his first words. It's going to be something like <laughs> fuck or shit or something. <laughs> but my mum shouts at me all the time. But then was on the phone to me the other day and swore. And I was like, hang on, you yeah. cock yeah. back. <laughs> um, okay, so Lorraine said, hit my protein target most days. And Karen said, my biggest... Oh, by the way, that's... Sorry, light bulb moment. That's such a good win for Lorraine. Because she did struggle with protein, so well done, Lorraine. And Karen said, my biggest win is doing my three workouts and going to the gym on my own and building my confidence each week. So well done, Karen. That is a big win for her as well, going on her own. Well done. Any more for any more? So the last few that we want to read, so obviously Gail's like loads of you checked in today, which was great. And we just don't have time to go through everyone's wins because we just be here for too long. But Cara's win was that she went to the gym three to three times. So well done, Cara. Emma said getting back to running, which I've seen. You've been on a couple of runs now as well, Em. So that's really good. Well done. And then Laura Kjorten hit all of my goals and steps through the week. She had a good week. Well done. And Gail's, we've had loads of check this week which were absolutely made up about but obviously we can't go through everybody's wins but well done everybody who has checked in if you haven't checked in then make sure that you do it next week because it is a massive part of what we do the check-ins it's all right going and doing everything but if you're not checking in and actually going through the questions it's not just for us to do the podcast it's for you to reflect on your week and then also set goals for the week coming Mm -hmm. so Going on to some struggles. So firstly, Samantha said, I find it hard to do less hit workouts. I've previously been awful for all or nothing and doing a hit workout a day, sometimes two. So I have this niggle in my head. I need to do this to lose weight. I know this isn't sustainable, so I'm trying to change my mindset on it slowly. So we get at this is exactly why we created it to change isn't it because we wanted women to come away from that way of thinking thinking that they need to do hit thinking that they need to do excessive exercise like twice a day um the whole low calories and everything like that it is a mindset shift and it will just happen overnight you will have that little niggle in your head but you've got to just ignore it and understand that what you're doing now is going to work it just takes maybe a little bit more time and sustainability doing hit twice a day it, it, that's not going to be sustainable also just wanted to say because i know chloe wants to touch on this point as well that we set the three main weighted workouts which uh, i know samantha's following the advanced program so there are options there to do more. They're just the ones that we want you to prioritise. But then if you want to work out four or five times a week, five times a week is the most that we say. Um, And then you've got two rest days. So there are options there. There are hit workouts on there. There are like high, intent- high intensity, <laughs> there are like circuits and EMOMs and all different things that'll get you to sweat on. Now, I used to, before I was pregnant, 
do like and before I had Jace actually <laughs> um my three workouts a week and then on a Saturday morning I'd go and just do a sweaty workout. It'd never be a wasted workout. It'd just be on the kit, like on the railway, the ski, doing circuits. I'd still use weights, but it'd just be circuits and babies and all of that, just purely to get a sweat on. So if that's something that you want to do, choose one of them workouts and include that. If that because we still want you to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? So we still want you to have something in there that you enjoy. Yeah, I think the most important thing to to realise here, and I know you probably will have taken this information on board already, Samantha, but workouts aren't for losing weight. And mm. that's just something we've all been led to believe that you've got to exercise to lose weight. And you don't, like, the we, we have discussed this, like, a few times now, and it's obviously losing weight is always going to be best coming from your diet and your movement throughout the, like, the day. But in terms of the training, what you've got to ask yourself is like, what is your goal? So what do you want to achieve? And for the most, for the vast majority of people on this program, we want a toned body. Now a toned body is going to be achieved through building muscle and then giving your muscles time to adapt to the exercise that you've just done because the exercise is just the stimulus and the growing and the developing happens in your rest. So if you are doing a hit workout every day, sometimes twice a day, when are your muscles resting? If you're not in the body that you want to be in now from doing two hit workouts a day, it, it wasn't working. It mm. wasn't doing what you wanted it to do. And I know this myself because I used to do this years ago. I'd go to um, like Metafit, if anybody knows that, mm. in, in, in um, lifestyles gyms. But I'd stay and I'd do like two of them back to back or I'd go and I'd do... um like a 7k run on the treadmill and then I'd go and do um, kettlebell classes and don't get me wrong I was fit I was I was physically fit but I didn't ever 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 have the body that I wanted to have because I hadn't spent time building muscle now the type of training that you do doesn't have to stay the same for the mm -hmm. rest of your life it can change like you might suddenly decide that you want to run a marathon you'd still keep your strength training in there but you might like reduce the days or not push as hard on that and save your energy for your running days but if you're after building a toned body, you're going to need to prioritise those three strength training sessions and then a sprinkling of what you enjoy. If you enjoy a hit workout, like we said, with the ones that we've got um, on the go scroll down to the little kettlebell and search circuit or EMOM or AMRAP, there's loads on there. There's, a lot do. Just scroll there's literally it. loads of them. And do them a couple of times a week so that you're getting a bit of what you enjoy in there as well. But at the end of the day, if the a tone body is what you're after, you need the strength training is a necessity. Yeah. necessity. Because a lot of people say they want to lose weight and yeah, okay, maybe you want to lose body fat, but say you lost the body fat that you wanted to, what then? Because you would just if you just lost body fat and didn't tone, then you you'd would get to a skinny. point where you just feel skinny. And I've done it myself where I just felt skinny and I felt like a little girl, like I didn't have any shape to me. I did had no bum, my legs were skinny, my arms were skinny, and it was just there was nothing to me. So I want, and then that's when I realized actually, actually, I want a tone. I want a, a bum. I want some shape to me. I want to look, you know, womanly. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's then where you're like, okay, so we need to tone. So what we're doing is we're focusing on fat loss through your nutrition and your daily movement, but we're helping you build muscle through your exercise. And, and then, like we said, if you want it, do a little bit of like, if you really enjoyed the hit, but you might not have even enjoyed it. She just said she'd done it to lose, because she thought that's what she needs to do mm -hmm. to lose weight. If you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. Yeah. But if you do enjoy it, throw it in there. 
Okay, so Anique's just said something that we wanted to touch on, struggling with water throughout the day, then drinking it overnight to catch up. So one of the things that we've got on the morning routine is drink a big glass of water when you get up because honestly, it it it, it helps you then go, like, it's like you've had your water and then you're like, you're more inclined to do it through the day. You made a good point before about this as well. Yeah, try not to just have to play catch up of an evening because you're only going to end up at some point like disrupting your sleep if you're not already having to wake up in the night to go for the way. But I know I have to stop drinking water like about an hour and a half before I go mm. to bed because I drink that much. I literally would like, I'd probably be the bed or something if I'm yeah. honest because nothing wakes me up. Um, But I'm inter- I would be interested to know why you're struggling though. Is yeah. it because, like just because you're forgetting or if you've got a job where you don't necessarily have access to water all through the day? My top tip for that is to just have a glass of water with every meal. So every time you eat, drink a glass of water too. Yeah, and um, one of these big bottles of water as well. If you can, like a 1.5. Find a 1.5 easier than a two litre. I yeah. feel like a two litre is like a lot, even though we want you to drink two to three. But if you have a big glass of water in the morning, which can be like about 500 ml, mm-hmm. then a 1.5 with your all day that you're just sipping, then you've done your two litres and then anything more of a night is, is a bonus. Yeah. Um, and then just to touch on some more about nutrition-y ones. So Lindsay Carter said, I do need to find the balance between calories and protein. Fine, and I was running out of calories to get my protein in. So I need to make better food choices next week. So we've said this before. You should never go over calories to hit your protein goal because protein calories is more important. Because if you go over your calories, you're taking yourself out of your calorie deficit maybe it's only by a little bit but over time it you know weight loss will be slower from the calorie deficit that we've put you in but you should not struggle to hit protein within the calories that we've give to you if we're asking you to eat over 100 grams of protein 100 grams of protein is 400 calories for every one gram of protein there are four calories so that is 400 calories so nobody's on 400 calories nobody's on any less do you know what I mean or so you should not really struggle even let me just work out say like someone was on 150 oh that's like 600 calories isn't it oh my god <laughs> I just went to work it out but then just realized you just do half um so even if you I know yeah it was good for me that wasn't it um even if you were on 150 grams of protein per day then it's only 600 calories. But if you're on that, then your calories probably are a little bit, well, not higher, but you know, you might be on 1700 calories. You've still got 1,100 calories there. By the way, my maths is great <laughs> to, to, eat, to eat. Do you know what I mean? I like that she said that she needs to make better food choices next week. What I would suggest would be, really is it the protein that's making you run out of calories or is it the other, is it the other things that you're filling oh, your meals with? So if you... um put all your protein in and then maybe are you eating like more pasta than you maybe need to could you like get rid of the amount of pasta and add in more veg and that could be where your better food food choices need to be made so that it's not like a case of running out you would have more to fit more calories left anyway if you were making sure your meals were filled with fruit and veg because they are obviously our high volume low calorie food so that would be something i would say to look at yeah definitely olivia said switching off a bit on friday and ate more than i should have but that but was back on track saturday and sunday but still could have been better currently working on not viewing the weekend as needing to have loads of treats and still tracking on the weekend definitely getting better 
at it but work in progress so it's good because she's aware of it and she's saying but then also I like that yeah okay maybe you had a little bit more on Friday but you were aware of it and then Saturday and Sunday you were back on track so you've got to remember the weekends are there to be enjoyed and you're probably never going to be perfect on a weekend because we all do naturally relax a little bit more on a weekend but there needs to be like a, a point where okay you're like you know I'm not having too much but I'm also I'm not like trying to be dead strict on a weekend that you do need to fact that there there's going to be more of a balance on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or maybe a Saturday, Sunday than that there is in, in the week. Yeah, it's also like not like working hard on trying to not view the weekend as needing to have a load of treats. Like, mm. why do you feel like you need to have a load of treats of a weekend? Like, are you being too over-restrictive in the week through the week so that when it comes to the weekend, you feel like you do want to overeat on those type of stuff because it's the weekend and it's okay, but it's not okay through the week. Maybe you need to try allowing yourself some of these treats that you feel like throughout the week so that when it gets to the weekend you're actually like I don't even want any because yeah. you're just used to having it that's an approach that you could yeah. could take I think the biggest one for this is like reminding yourself that you can have anything you want any time that you want but you're going to have to choose not to at times because it's not in line with your goals yeah definitely it's but like the conversation that where Rosie put that question in uh, over and um over the weekends about getting the Chinese and it actually wasn't really what she wanted but mm-hmm. it was a family occasion and we all give it a bit of advice and it's like choose your indulgences like you say and I said to her about choose a meal that you really want from the Chinese but maybe swerve having the chips if chips aren't something that you really enjoy or maybe don't get fried rice get boiled rice so you know like it's choosing what you actually enjoy um and then Michelle had said, had a busy week, three nights after, out three nights after work, so struggling to hit my protein and exercising. So again, that's not going to be every week if you've got nights out and things, you know, on. Um, it, it won't be every single week, but when you're out, still try and choose if you're eating out high protein options from the meal, from the menu. Choose the, you know, the chicken option or the steak or something. So then you're less likely to not hit your protein and then exercise is probably just about planning a little bit better yeah we've got a we've got a guide to eating out yeah that we maybe we could reshare in the group because i can't remember when we have shared was... haven't we but i don't know how long i don't know whether the girls will have been in it some of the new girls you can go back but we'll reshare the girls yeah just so you've got it there um okay few more little struggles so do you want to rebalance? Yeah, so the, the next few are generally about um like tiredness and stuff, really. So if we start with Lan, Lana said, feeling like a big fat lump. <laughs> I always love the way, the she, way she says, says the way she words things, yeah. Feeling like a big fat lump, gone back to eating my calories. Most days have been lower, so I had a bit more to play around with as I was seeing the girls Saturday night. But the weight I put on over Christmas doesn't seem to be budging. Also struggled with getting up in the mornings again after a couple of weeks of lions, lions, lies in. I don't know how to say that. I've said multiple lion, like, I'm never mad. (laughs) I've said this one a few times, so I know what I need to do, but my bed is just too comfy and warm in the morning. So obviously like two things in there for the tiredness and the, the, get being used to sleeping in and now needing to get up like you are not alone I've been struggling with this I know you were saying Michael's been struggling with it Richard my fella's been struggling with it it's a common thing we've all just gone from having a nice chilled periods of mornings where no one's in a rush and waking up and taking your time 
and you kind of develop a new routine yeah. where you stay, you're staying up later, getting up later. Can I just say though, doesn't that just show how quickly so easy your habits can change? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so look, if you're if you're used to staying in bed and now you're not, and you find it hard to get to get up. It just shows that maybe that was only two weeks. Yeah, and that's already changed, so it can show how quick it can happen as well. Where you're trying to change your habits for for the good, but you yeah. just a lot of people don't give it long enough. Yeah, it's it, it's going to get better. You're mm-hmm. going to start getting better with that. It's obviously extremely cold of a morning at the minute because it's been literally and dark cold well. and dark and miserable. But the mornings are set, starting to get lighter. The nights are starting to get lighter, and you just need to go back to the basics of set your alarm. Um, put put your phone across the room so that when it goes off that you need to get up because I I fell into a bit of a rut with snoozing at the mm. minute and I need to get myself out of it and just know that once you start once you've been back in your routine for a couple of weeks it will start being easier but you've got to be quite like strict with yourself in the morning I think and when you hear that alarm tr- try and remind yourself that the falling back asleep and because someone else has put in about hitting the snooze button falling back asleep and waking up again 10 15 however many minutes later you're actually making yourself feel worse because you're not getting like a full way through a sleep cycle so you're waking yourself up to this alarm going back asleep and then waking yourself up again and I, when I do that I feel I literally feel worse to so try and remind yourself that night when you're going to bed I felt crappy this morning because I just press, kept pressing snooze what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up the first time it goes off and I know it's hard it, like I really really do now but just get yourself up and you will feel better your morning will be less rushed you'll have more time for yourself and then you'll after a few days a week you'll be in the habit of it then yeah there's I don't know if anybody has ever listened to Mel Robbins she's absolutely amazing and she's basically come up with this thing called the five second rule proper simple anyone can do it but she's like put sort of put a stamp on this five second rule and maybe you could use that and basically you just count down to five. So five, four, three, two, one. And then you yeah. use that. So then anytime like you can't be bothered doing anything or, but she said like literally on the, you know, the biggest scale, people have used it like and saved their lives. Like people have, like if you listen to it here, people have come to it and said like, I was going to commit suicide. And then they use like the five second rule. Like it's, it's, it's so simple. But it works. But it, freaking amazing what I can do so maybe try and use that when you're trying to get out of bed now I know that was like the proper other other extreme to it but it just shows how it can work where like when your alarm goes off count down to five and then soon as you just get out of bed and then that's what the thing is is you've got to get up anyway and and like I think that's the thing that always helps me finally get out of my snooze and habits and stuff is that I'm going to have to get up anyway. I'm going to feel tired for, for initially when I get up anyway. But by staying in bed later, I am making my day more stressful. Yeah. I'm making myself rush. I know that I need an hour in the morning to get myself ready to leave. And if I start snoozing, I'm eating into the time that I need. And I'm then going to start the day. The whole reason we've got you doing the morning routine is so that you start your day feeling good. Well, staying in bed and bit, like struggling to get out, you're just making it harder. Like, unless you're going to stay in bed for a good couple of hours longer then get up yeah definitely so Jen said steps is a big thing for me throughout the week because I'm at the desk and work is really busy at the moment I sometimes forget to get up and move I want to make that my focus for this week so yeah definitely and we understand like some people it is hard for you to get more steps in um 
but using the weekends, like if you've got the weekends off, then making sure that look like once you get to Friday, look how many steps have I done? Because I do this for people who, you know, a lot of my one-to-one clients, like I'll go on and I'll work out and go, right, okay, I've done it for one of the girls this morning, Rosie. And I was like, right, okay, so you've done like 44,000 something steps from like Monday to Friday. Um, But then she didn't have a watch over the weekend, but I was like, but because you'd made that, you know, that dent in the week, you definitely will have got, you know, between your 46 to 70. So always just look, what have I done between Monday and Friday? Right, okay, what do I need to bump it up to between the range of 46,000 to 70,000 for the week? A lot of people have sit-down jobs, and yes, it is going to be easier for you to hit your step goal, but it can't, and I know, Jenny, I know you're not using this as an excuse here, but I'm just speaking to anybody else who knows that they struggle with hitting the steps. You either choose to, to use it as an excuse, or, well, I can't get many steps in because I sit down for work, or you can choose to be like, okay, well, I have to accept Monday to Friday, I probably can't get as many mm-hmm. in, but always thinking that you don't have to get this big one-hour-long walking to hit your steps. Could you get to work 10 minutes early and do a lap around the block on your dinner, could you go out for 10 minutes? When you finish, could you could you walk for 10 minutes before you get in the car or before you get the bus? You'd have to think like of stripping it right back and not thinking of big 10K walks to get all your steps in. It need, it can only... Can you strip it back and just think of like, well, how can I just get some in somewhere? I know from my own experience, and this does help with a few of my one-to-one girls, is drinking your water just keep guzzling that water at your desk and you need a way. And yeah. so you have to get up and you've got to get up and wash it up. And, all right, the toilet might only be 10 steps away, but get up and walk a bit more, like yeah. stretch your legs, even if it's not actual steps, but like getting up and just moving, like, I don't know, bend over, touch your, touch your toes, get stretching because sitting in that position all day and not moving, like our human bodies weren't designed for that. No, definitely not. Now, I don't know if you did or didn't see the reel that I posted the other day and it said, don't underestimate what you you can do in a short amount of time i went for a walk for 17 minutes and did 2030 steps if you've done that every day for a week that's 14,210 steps that you weren't going to do so like i was just said little bite-sized walks even if you can only go for 15 minutes say you get to work 15 minutes earlier instead of just going straight in the building and, and sitting on your phone go for a little walk for 15 minutes and if you were to get 2,000 steps in that's 2,000 steps every single day for five days that you weren't going to do so then 15 minutes can add up over time compared to doing nothing at all sort of thing so it's about looking outside of the box and going okay so them hours that I'm in physically in work I probably don't get that many steps in so where can I fit 15 minutes even after work so instead of just going straight to get in your car go for a 15 minute walk once you finish so like sort of if, if work's busy, you're probably going to feel quite stressed and your head's going to be everywhere. So instead of getting straight in the car, go for a little 15-minute walk, no headphones, no phone, no nothing, just fresh air. And I can guarantee you'll get in your car feeling better and you'll go home in a better mood. Mm-hmm. So this is going to touch on to the next part. So Laura Sanders tiredness. I've been absolutely knackered. So we do now ask about your sleep and how you feel like it's been going. So... Jenny's actually mentioned about sleep. She said, my sleep is getting better. I'm starting to go to bed earlier, which is great. And getting up, feeling fresh at the moment. I'm stressing about my future. I'm in the process of saving for a house and sometimes I feel like I'm never going to get there. This has been on my mind a lot lately. Being in the gym as well as swimming is a big help though. So I love that you've said that. Obviously going to the gym and swimming is a help because you're feeling stressed. But I was watching something the other day and it was basically saying about it was loads of different famous people talking about um 
like you know the way when what's it called like when, when you really really want something and you're trying to attract it to yourself I can't think about like, like yeah like when you're trying to manifest something so obviously Jenny's trying to manifest getting a house it was basically saying the more you stress about it and the more it's on your mind the further away you're pushing it whereas when you say for instance say you write it down I want to buy a house by the end of 2024 and you're doing what you need to do by doing your little savings every month and you've been doing that for a while but then let it go let it go because the more you stress and have anxiety about it, the more you're pushing it further away from yourself. So you need to let that stress go and just understand it is going to happen at some point. It might not be this year, it might be next year, but at some point that you are going to get the house that you want. Um, but you've but the more you stress about it, the more you are just pushing it away. Yeah, and realistically, it's very similar to a fat loss goal. And what we would say with that is if you're going to be so focused and stressed and worried about the end product or the end the goal or whatever scales. it is yet your weight on the scales and worrying about that so much you're forgetting to put your focus and your efforts and your energy into the actionable steps that are going to get you there so like the actionable s- steps to save money for a house and things like that is to put money away each month and not mm-hmm. spend money on things that you don't need to so put your efforts into that and I used to think that I'd never save up enough money to buy a house and it's mad, it just happens. happens. Like, unless you are literally, like, spending all your money every weekend and, like, you've not got anything left to to show for it, then maybe that is something that you need to look at. Like, is there a different job that you could go for? Like, try and upscale things like that. Have a look at your spending. Like, obviously, we're not experts in money. I'm not saying that we are, but are you spending money on things like takeaways? Like, could, like... One thing, in fact, Jenny's actually mentioned something like this, so I'm going to come on to this a little bit later for what I said that me and Michael are doing. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on, sorry, because I don't know whether we, we read it out, but is it is it Laura who's pregnant? Because she was saying about... um. Um, oh, no, Levis. Levis is pregnant, sorry. sorry. Um, her biggest struggle this week was um fatigue because she's 28 weeks pregnant. And the reason I just wanted to mention that is like, one, she's doing absolutely amazing to still be prioritising herself, getting a workout in yeah. um, when she is 20, 20 weeks, 28 20 weeks. weeks pregnant. Um, But also like, all of us are tired and up for different, for different reasons. reasons. Like some of us have got kids. I think Louise said two out of three of her kids had a vomit and bug this weekend. So she's tired from that. Levis is pregnant. I'm tired because I'm just tired. Like, because <laughs> I'm busy and I've got a lot going on. Like we're all tired. But realistically, you need to be asking yourself, are you actively taking steps to help yourself with that? Are you prioritise and putting your phone away turning the telly off and actually going to bed and giving yourself a good chance and having a decent night's sleep or are you staying up watching Netflix and rolling into bed like closer to midnight and then trying to get up early like no wonder you're tired then like there's a I think there's like a baseline level of tired that you have as an adult I was I was that tired on Saturday now I've been to the gym three times in the week also we had stayed up because we were watching something. Now, we hadn't stayed up late. It was between 10 and 11 o'clock, but more pushing 11 o'clock. Late for me. Which is late for me. Um, And then it got to Saturday. Plus, Michael was working six days, so that meant I had Jace all day on Saturday, whereas normally Michael would be off or, like, my mum or someone would come down. So it sort of gives me a little bit of a break because the age that he is at the minute, he's full on, isn't he, Chloe? Like, it's... Chloe was here with him on Wednesday and it's like non-stop. How he doesn't get tired, I don't know. He's gone from having two naps to one nap. So that time, that extra bit of time that I used to have, I haven't got. And I literally texted Michael on Saturday and said, I'm not tired, I think I'm going to cry. Like, that's how, like, 
I, I was that, I was just so drained and I like I was just I'm emotional because of my hormones anyway. But I just wanted to say about Lois, 28 weeks pregnant, she's gone into a third trimester. It is normal to feel tired in your third trimester. You you starting to come towards the end, even though you've got quite a few weeks left, you are coming more towards the end of your pregnancy now. You'll notice like um like what's it called? Um when you get like you can't sleep when you're pregnant. What's it called when you can't sleep? Insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah, like you'll get that sort of thing. And like I'm a good sleeper, but when I'm pregnant towards the end, I was tossing and turning. I was up through the night. I was uncomfortable. So like unfortunately, that was <laughs> you've got more of that to come, and I'm sorry. It's not forever. No, definitely not. Just on sleep again. So Sue said, I've had a few things going on this week. It's mad because I've actually been sleeping heavier, but I've been so tired of a morning and pressed the snooze button a lot. Lorena said, I always struggle with sleep, overthinking at bedtime, and then very light sleeper. So the slightest thing wakes me up. So with Sue saying pressing snooze, I feel like everybody saying sort of the same thing. And again, I think it's going back to being tired, maybe not managing your tired, you know, you, you sleep enough, but then also coming out of that, maybe having a bit more time off over Christmas. And maybe you are pressing snooze, but if that's something that you were doing last week, maybe say to yourself this week, I'm really not, like we've just said about lamb before, trying not actually to. actually make you feel better. If, if I know it sounds like the opposite because you think you're getting longer in bed, but when you actually do a little bit of research into sleep and the way that it works... I can't you Don't make me start. You're only entering like a, a bit of the sleep phase and then wait and then alerting yourself by with that because if Richard goes mad at me for the alarm that I have because mine's like eh, Wait, oh, eh, yeah. come on. um but you know if it's a nice one you know, if it's a, it now in my dream I'm like doing like ballet dancing <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like <bit>. yeah to, <laughs> to the sound so it's got to be like loud and like annoying to wake me up yeah. but honest to god give it a go Try it for a week, commit to it, and it'll sell itself to you. Yeah, definitely. With Lorraine saying about the overthinking, so if you are somebody who's an overthinker and got a lot on your mind when you're going to bed, me and the girls were talking about this the other day um, in my group chat with my mates, and we were saying, like, why does your brain go back to, like, 2009 and something that happened then? Like, just all nuts up. <laughs> me and Michael were going to bed the other week, and I went to him, who's him? Oh, what was the name? He's a football manager. And I just randomly went, who's he? And Michael went, why? And I don't know, it's just come to me. Like, because I was just lying there. Who was it? Oh, it was like a mad, like a mad football manager anyway. And I, I I don't even watch football. I'm not even into football. But the, And I said, if he, like, passes away tomorrow or something, like, I'm a witch. Because it was just that. It was just, he was like, you're weird. It just, like, come to me. But if you're an overthinker and your mind's just going through all mad stuff while you're trying to sleep, put a pad at the side of your bed. And you don't even have to call it journaling if you think like journaling. It's all we woo woo. Yeah, literally just whatever's in your head at that moment, just write it down. Doesn't have to make sense to anybody. Nobody else is going to read it. But all it's doing is it's emptying your mind. Also, try some like sleep meditation. So pop it. I know we say don't have your phone, but you're not sitting there watching your phone. And you can turn the brightness down, which yeah, can yeah, help yeah. a little bit. Maybe. Like, put your phone to the side, upside down, get yourself some headphones and put, like, a little sleep um meditation on, on YouTube, like, 10 minutes. And I can bet you before it finishes, you're asleep. So try that. Try getting everything out and being a light sleeper as well. I mentioned it on last week's podcast. But one thing I've been doing is wearing a, um, an eye mask. Get yourself one because if you're a light sleeper, it's, like, the, the lightest thing can like wake you up might be a light on your phone it could be a noise outside obviously 
as eye mask isn't going to help with noises but what i'm trying to say is you're not in a deep enough sleep so you're not actually going into your deep sleep where you wouldn't notice if like a cat bloody meows outside or something so just try them things them three things and just see if it if it does help with your sleep yeah um and then karen said my sleep is good i don't have any problems at all keeping active helps with my stress levels i love that that we just wanted to read that out to to show that like keeping active is helping a stress levels and a stress levels being low is actually helping us sleep. So it's all that knock on effect that I think we, we spoke a lot about last week. Yeah. And Liv said that she's been quite busy at work, which leaves her feeling burnt out most days, but going to the gym helps. So again, just have that physical exercise, getting your body moving um, really does help with your mind. Yeah, definitely. And just the next question that we ask is about diet. So Jordan, had, we just wanted to mention this one because Jordan had said a diet's been all right up and down, got caught out two nights where she didn't get back until 11pm with no food in the house, so had to get takeaways, but tried to go for the night. Uh, for the high protein, healthier options, no takeaways this week, all healthy, especially seeing as I can't exercise. So Jordan's had a bit of an injury to her knee uh, due to running, so she can't exercise. So definitely, if she's not going to be able to move as much as she would normally, and nutrition's definitely going to be something that she's looking at. But I want to, this is what I was going to say before. Sometimes that'll happen where you just end up getting a takeaway. Um, you were caught short, you didn't have anything in the house. And do you know what? Being 11 o'clock in the night, even if you did have a fridge full of food, are you going to want to start cooking that late? So it's probably you're on your way home and you go, should we just order a takeaway? It'll be there by the time we get home. And I get that. Sometimes that'll happen. Me and Michael have said... But it was more so me said to Michael and he agreed. Um, we used to eat out a lot before we had Jace. We would always go out for meals because we loved it. That was our social time together. Once we had Jace, the meals out stopped, but we did still order quite a lot of takeaways of a weekend. It'd get to Friday and it'd be pizza night or he'd want a chippy or something like that. So I said to them, look, we're either having one little date night where we go out for a meal once a month or we'll get a takeaway once a month. Now, where I said before, where I messaged them on Saturday saying, I think I'm going to cry, I'm that tired. Then he asked, then he proceeded to ask me what was for tea, which made me angry because I thought, at what point have you thought? She didn't come in till like six o'clock from work. And I thought, at what point do you think I'm making tea when I'm knackered and the baby's at me up the wall, which made me angry. So then I'd... Bath Jason was putting him to bed and everything when Michael come in and he actually come in with a chippy. So he was like, I bought us a chippy for our tea. You sound like you needed it. Bear in mind, I don't even really like Chinese, but don't tell him. <laughs> Which he does know, but he was being nice. So I couldn't no longer be bad. I reckon he knew I was going to be annoyed with him, you know, and that's why that's he did it. That's why he did it. Because it was like, she can't be annoyed at me if I bring her food in. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we ended up having chippy. So I said, right, that's our one thing for January. So maybe you need to like set a little rule like that because if we didn't set that rule, we probably would have had a chippy nearly every, or, you know, a, a takeaway every Friday or Saturday, whereas we haven't done it. So I was going to say this to Jenny before as well. Like if you're trying to save for a house, look at your outgoings. And I think she mentions about she'd had takeaways and stuff over the weekend. Maybe that's not in line with your goals. If you want to save for a house quicker, then maybe you need to stop getting as many takeaways. And again, do like what me and Michael are doing, one date night or one takeaway a month, you decide what you want to be. And then them other things that you're, the way you would have ordered takeaways, you're going to save that money. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to finish off, obviously we've asked you to like set your goals for the week and also to plan your week ahead. And like we said, the planning the week ahead is more so for you. 
with the goals that we've asked you to set, we want you to screenshot them. So we did say this last week on the podcast, but just make sure that you're screenshotting them or writing them down in your notes or, you know, whatever it is. Before you submit your form. Yeah, because you need to you need to know what it was because quite a few people have said yes and, like, I've met my goal, but a few people have said, I can't actually remember what it was. So there's no point in writing it. If it's a goal, it's obviously there for a reason and it's something that you want to achieve. So you need to remember what it was yeah that goal for you to set is there for you to set your intentions for the week now obviously we want you to be working on like all your habits all of the time anyway like always try and improve them like getting a little bit better each day or each week but what are you going to have like a particular focus on this week so for example jordan's particular focus is going to be in nutrition because she's not going to be um, exercising so if you haven't got that there and you can't if you're not going to remember what that is like well you're not going to really do a very good job yeah so even so what you want to be doing so say her nutrition is going to be the key then she wants to be making sure that them habits about nutrition hitting a protein hitting a calories um you know planning for the day or whatever it is she needs to make sure that her goals every day are in line sorry her habits every day are in line with the goal that she set herself for the week yeah um so samantha said she's got ed sheeran booked next saturday so i hope that you enjoy that um and a busy day before i want to keep going through the week plan properly what I'll have within my diet and not press the fuck it button before so that I can properly enjoy it and feel guilty uh, less feel not feel guilty on Saturday on Sunday oh my god can't speak <laughs> um so just make sure Samantha that you've got that down so that you know that what you're doing is going to ultimately help you so that you can enjoy Ed Sheeran and, and then Sunday you're not feeling guilty about enjoying it or maybe going a little bit overboard um and then Lois Lois said increased steps this week I will hit my step girl as I am going on the city break to Rome which sounds lovely Gorgeous. enjoy I'd love to go to Rome you know I've never, I've never been. been no be lovely and then Laura Laura, Sands, as I said, make sure I sleep in my bed every night and stop falling asleep on the couch. So Laura actually said before she's feeling knackers. You probably feel knackered because falling asleep. I have this conversation with Michael because he always falls asleep on the couch and I say, just go to bed. Yeah. You're having to stay asleep. So no wonder you feel knackered too. Like Chloe said before about snoozing, you're not getting through a full sleep cycle. So you'll wake yourself up or your partner will wake you up. Come on, let's go to bed. You're midway through the sleep cycle. So then you're waking up, you're feeling groggy. Then you get to bed and you can't sleep. So then you're up for another half an hour to an hour because you've just had a little sleep. And it, you're not, you, you're making yourself have to sleep asleep. So that's probably why you're feeling knackered low. It's a really good goal to set yourself through that one. Yeah, definitely. Karen said she'd, I'd love to try and get 10K or above on my steps and continue to get three workouts in. Amazing and we love it. But what we wanted to say here is that the language you use with yourself is super, super important. Mm -hmm. So Karen has said, I would like to try what did she say? I would like, like to, to try, try and hit 10k. And hit 10K I'm just gonna steps. point out another one where someone said something similar. Michelle says, hit um oh, about maybe. steps, maybe hit more. So the words like maybe and try. I will, I am going to like say it with confidence. Mm-hmm. And when you're setting it, like you're setting the goal. So what what you've put there, like, I would like to try and maybe hit more steps. No, I will hit more steps. Like, you're in control of it. Yeah. Even if you only got 100 more steps each day, it's still more. You don't need to go and set the bar, like, ridiculously high. So, like, Cadden, if you think hitting 10K or above on your steps is possible, then say you're going 
I am going to hit 10k yeah. steps every day. If you're only doing like 5k steps at the minute, then you wouldn't go setting yourself that girl say, I am going to hit 7k steps every day and work from there. Like you are in control of it, but but use and buy this like maybe and try. And obviously you, you're going to go and you're going to try your best, but have a little bit more faith and a bit more confidence in There's yourself that you're going to do it. There's a difference to maybe and try then I am good, like we said, like confidence. I am going to. Like you're more likely, believe me, to hit that goal if you're confident about it rather than being a bit like, mm, maybe I'll do that or I'll try. But also you're kind of giving yourself a bit of a cop out if you yeah. don't do it because of what I said. I was I said I was gonna try. I didn't say I was gonna do it. Yeah. Like I'm gonna try and do it, but if I don't, it's okay. And like obviously if you don't, it is okay. It really isn't the end of the world. But you're setting this goal, so set one that's like pushing you to change, but isn't like completely unattainable either. And then like commit to it and I will do this. Yeah, definitely. So it it it's it, not just in the goal setting girls, the language you use, like the way that you speak to yourself, the way that you say that you're going to do things like use confidence language because then you you are more likely to do things so then finally as your um are you how you feel in the program is going so samantha said it's okay at the minute it's slow but i know that this is needed i do actually feel happier i'll be able to make this a lifestyle instead of yo-yoing and that's the point that we've said girls like you might be used to samantha said before she's used to doing two hit workouts a day and trying to do all this stuff to try and lose weight people are used to low calories this what we're doing isn't that so yes you your progress will be slow but for instance say you were to lose half a pound a week half a pound a week is still more than you yo-yo and between the same three or four pound that you keep losing every other week. Yeah. Um, and then she said, any other comments? Being craven and as the pizza since I heard it on the podcast and I'm not in the UK till July. So <laughs> I am so sorry because it was me that said the most as the pizza. I wish she's in Dubai, Samantha. So if I could send you an as the pizza to, to Dubai, I would. But I think it might be a bit wrecked by the time I get there. Um. Anique said, feels good to be back, which we did welcome her back at the start, didn't we? And then Lanmi said, she's felt quite deflated. I've gone near enough back to the beginning in regards to my weight and body image from the Christmas period. Don't even feel like I went overboard at Christmas, but I must have. I promise you, Lan, you haven't gone back to the start. I had this conversation with one of my one-to-one girls this morning, Rosie, and you may feel like that, but I promise you haven't. You've come a long way. Yes, the scales may have gone up, but I promise they will come back down. But I think as well, if you didn't weigh yourself and just looked in the mirror, you probably wouldn't feel much different than you did. It's probably the fact that you're going in and going like in on the scales and what the scales are saying. Give it another week or two, and I promise keep with your routine, keep with your habits, and you'll be back to where you were. You cannot possibly have gone back to where you were in the beginning because you've gained so much strength, you've gained muscle. So even if your weight crept back up to where it was, which it hasn't, but even if it did, and even if it actually was body fat, mm. you haven't gone back to the beginning, you've still made progress in so many other areas of this. And realistically, even if you had pull body fat on that you didn't want to put back on, you can lose it. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about the past now. Like, yeah. like there's no point getting upset and dwelling about it and being frustrated. All you can do is learn from it and move move forward. Yeah, and do what and you can do today. Think back to Christmas. Did you have a nice time with your friends and family? Did you go on, you know, a few nights out? You you did. So instead of worrying about what your scale weight says, just think about that and think, you know what, I had a nice time. 
it is what it is. I'm going to now take all my habits off and do everything that I know I need to do. I'm going to get out of bed earlier um, so that I know that I'm reaching my goals and you will, you'll be fine. So don't worry. Laura Sanders has said, my brain training app is called Impulse because we oh, said it last week. Yeah, so we're going to have a little look at that. To anyone that wants a brain training app, it was called Impulse. Um, Sue has said, I've not been the best, I've not had the best week, which has resulted in the scales going up. In the past, that would have set me back mentally, really upset me, and I'd have felt like failure of a failure and more than likely have cried. This time I laughed and carried on, and it's thanks to you, girls. I know it's not the end of the world. Tomorrow is another day, and I know that the number will go down in a day or two. So we literally love that. I love well that because too. even understanding that it'll come down in a day or two shows that you deep down know that the jump up in the scales isn't body fat, yeah. which is amazing. Exactly. Love what Lorraine says here as well. The weight loss is slow, but I'm not letting that stop me trying. And I love that you've said that because a lot of people do let it stop them. But slow progress is better than no progress. Like, it really is. Honestly, if you if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, you're going to get to the destination. You've just got to keep going. And then any other final comments? Um, yes, one more final thing. So Michelle said, for the first time in years, I am feeling motivated and want to want to achieve being healthy. I have walks, plans and other stuff, which I feel like I wouldn't be able to do normally. Thank you. I have never felt like these, these things work when people tell me about them, like weighing every day, counting calories, but it's working for me and I'm still enjoying it as well. So well we done. love that. You have just, it can be hard sometimes and you go, oh no, just dismiss it. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. But when you actually give it a chance, it does work and it will get you long-term results. So well done, Michelle. So well done for a good first week, girls. And please make sure that you don't let it slip this week. You've all got goals. You all want to achieve them. So just keep ticking them habits off and if you struggle with anything at all message me or Chloe